Welcome back to the Ask a Professional podcast. I'm Katherine Watson and I'll be your host today. And today I'm here with a certified senior advisor. David Hitler is also the owner of Atcherside Home Care in Northwest Houston and the Woodlands. And today we're here to talk about an important subject, preparing an aging friend or relative for a possible hurricane. And that's something we definitely have to think about here in the Houston area. We dodged a bullet a few weeks ago with Tropical Storm Bill, but it got me to thinking, are we really prepared? Are our seniors prepared and are their families prepared? And how exactly should you begin the process of preparing for a possible hurricane. So I brought in David Hitler to answer some of those questions. He works with seniors every day in their homes and their families. And I think he'll give us some good insight on some things that maybe you haven't even thought about. David, what would you say to a family? Well, thanks, Catherine. And as you know, hurricanes and storms and floods and fires are dangerous not only to all of us who are mobile, but also to our seniors. It, there's two parts of this. First of all, it's change. If your loved one is an elderly and they, they struggle with change and many times, they like those routines. And so the fear of the, the news or a hurricane or a fire or displacing them out of their house can be very devastating to a senior. And so it's important as family members that we're prepared for these such emergencies. Now many of us know about hurricanes and preparation kits, making sure you have plenty of water on hand and a change of clothes and fresh batteries and flashlights and you know some canned food to eat. But for the seniors, it can be a little more complicated, but certainly it's just as important to plan. So if I were packing a bag for my loved ones who lived with me or lived in the house um, and who were elderly, this is what I would have in that bag. First of all, I would have a list of all their current medications. Um, I would have a, that list in a baggie, so if the storm were coming, I could take those medications and put a 10-day supply into the, that baggie that's labeled so we can carry it with them. For seniors, medication adherence is extremely important. It's very, very important to their health that they get their medication on time and every day. And during a time of displacement, if that gets missed, you're adding extra stress to the senior. Secondly, I would have a list of their medical records and all of their physicians with phone numbers. Um, and third, I would have a couple change of clothes if they have any physical things they need, such as leg braces or walkers or um, wheelchairs or a cane, that th those are packed in that bag also. Um, and finally, I would have a plan of action on how to transport them. So if you were out of town and there was an emergency at the house and the, the, your loved one was there by themselves, how would they get out? Would they have to depend upon the police to remove them and go to a Red Cross shelter or 
would you have a neighbor or a close family member um, on board to make sure that they get removed well before the storm and, and brought to a safe place? So change is very, very difficult, and it's important to have this kind of plan. The final thing I would do with this plan is communicate it to my entire family. Now, I'm not just talking about the family that lives locally, close to my loved one, to the senior, but to family across the country. Because if everyone understands the plan, even if they're 2,000 miles away, they can be a, a source of communication going forward, especially during a time of, of hurricane where sometimes cell phones are down or power is down or gas stations are down. It's important that the rest of the family understands what the plan of action is. I think that's huge, David. Um, I'm glad you touched on that, making sure everybody is on board. Um, a lot of times a senior gets confused and scared, especially if possibly there's some dementia already involved. It's going to escalate. And if everybody knows what the plan is, they can help to comfort and console that senior as well um, and keep them on track with what's going on. Um, I think good communication along the lines with everybody involved is so important. Uh, I want to touch a little bit too on uh, if you decide to stay in place. Maybe your senior uh, wants to stay in their home and they're in an area where the chance of flood is unlikely and it has been advised because sometimes it is advised here not to get on the road if you don't have to. Um, what, what would you suggest to a family uh, that decided to go that route? They're going to stay in, you know, keep the senior in their home. Well, Catherine, as you know, many times the emergency response plan is to stay in place. Um, if it is safe enough, sometimes it's more dangerous out on the roads, and sometimes it is more dangerous to transport an elderly person. So it's important that you have all the necessities to live without power and without electricity or without gas for a number of days. Hurricane Ike that hit Houston a number of, a few years back, in some areas people were without power for 10 to 14 days. So that would be the guideline is 14 days um, to make sure you have enough water on hand, enough food on hand, and it's not food that you would necessarily consume. It's the food that your senior would consume. So if my mother or grandmother lived with me and she was 90 years old, she has a different diet than I probably have. She may have a cardiovascular diet or a diabetic diet. So it's important that she gets the food that she needs. And of course, medications and um, other creature comfort, batteries and water are extremely important for the seniors. So if you're staying in place, um, it's very, very important that you stay close and again, communicate with your, your loved one, with your senior. This is what's gonna happen. There's a storm coming. I'm not gonna, we're not going to freak out about this. We are prepared and we're planned. 
So we're, we've decided, based on guidance from the emergency response system, to stay here at the house. Would you like to do that, Mom, or would you like to do that, Dad? Yes, get their buy-in. They can contribute to this, um, at least that uh, they're a little bit more comfortable. And you want to get them to a safe part of your house where, they, where they're able to rest, whether it's an in, interior part of your home, um, because in the middle of the night, you can't really move somebody into a bathtub um, if they're 85 or 90 or 95 years old. You just can't throw them in the bathtub and, and expect them to be comfortable and be safe. So some of that preparation is getting your house prepared to, to yeah. keep them safe. And then it's communication with that loved one along the way. One thing I think I would add to David is um, the need in this area to have a uh, generator. Uh, now you can get the whole house generators, generators which are great, but not everybody can afford that. Um, but having a generator, a backup generator to keep a few things going is important, especially if a senior is maybe on an air mattress or maybe they're on oxygen or something of that sort, uh, they may really need that backup generator. But just for their comfort as well. Uh, when I came in, we were without actually for 15 days, David, uh, at my house. And our next door neighbor was a gentleman who had uh, MS. He was on an air mattress. Uh, they did have a generator, but they didn't have enough gas, and their generator broke in the middle of it. So the neighbors um, all pitched together, and, and we brought over another generator for them and, you know, got it set up. But they didn't have a plan. They were, you know, just really floundering. And luckily, they had some good neighbors that, that all pitched in to help. Um, so you want to communicate, I think, with your neighbors as well that, hey, uh, you know, I've got an 80-year-old person here. This is what we're doing. Um, uh, if you can offer any assistance or if we need something, can we call on you to help? I think that would be an important thing I would add. That's a great point, uh, Catherine. And a generator is a, gr a wonderful option. Uh, the cost to do your whole house is anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars. That can be very expensive, but to get a mobile portable generator can only be eight hundred to a thousand dollars. And it's important that that's in working order. You have enough gasoline, but you also have a plan on what you would need to hook that up to. So. When the power goes out, you say, okay, these are the minimums. We've got this oxygen machine we need to keep running. We have this air mattress, and we would like to run a small refrigerator to keep the medication and some of our food, our non-perishables, safe. Is that enough for that generator? Usually it is, but you have to do the math and you have to do the planning. You also need to have extension cords you know, that are sitting on the mm -hmm. generator. So, and the generator can't come in the house because it, it's a motor, so it puts off exhaust, carbon monoxide, and that's not safe either. So you need to be able to have, have the generator. Where will we put the generator? Where do we run the extension cords? How do we connect all this stuff up? Is it enough power? And usually those portable generators, I own one, they can run a medium-sized refrigerator, small to medium-sized refrigerator, a television, a coffee maker, 
um, a fan. Um, so you can put four or five items on there, but it's important to do the math, and usually they're written on the side of the generator. So that's part of the plan too. So it's good to practice that and be prepared, saying, okay, if the power just cuts off, oh, there's just a thunderstorm, and the power's cut off, and the power could be cut off for two days. A transformer goes down. All right, power's been off for two hours. We need to get that generator out. Here's our extension cords. We've got plenty of gasoline. Um, those can run on, oh, you'd have to check the numbers, but five, gas, five gallons of gas or 10 gallons of gas a day. It's closer to, I think it's between the two of those. So it's important to have enough gasoline safely stored so you can run that generator for a number of days. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today, David. I think we gave uh, families a lot of information to think about. Do make some preparations, please, if you're listening to this podcast. Spread the word. I know everything looks great right now. We're, we've been having some sunshiny days, and we tend to forget that storms could be down the road in our future. Um, so the next few months are our our critical months through probably September, early October. Uh, get things prepared. Get things lined up. Have a plan. It'll make things a lot smoother for you and someone you care about. I'm Katherine Watson with the Ask a Professional program. Uh, you can find us on findhoustonseniorcare.com. You can also find us on uh, Stitcher, uh, Buzzsprout, and on iTunes. I'd love to have you come back sometime, David, and talk to us some more. David has a world of wisdom out there for uh, seniors and their families. And again, David is with At Your Side Home Care in Northwest Houston and the Woodlands area. You can find him on the Find, a Houston, Find Houston Senior Care website. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, David. Thank you.